This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, July 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. COVID aid provisions in play. FY21 spending bill boosts rural broadband. Lawmakers look to support small processors. CCC at the center of Senate aid package talks. The next few weeks in Washington could be the most consequential of the year, certainly until the election. Neither the House nor the Senate have any regular sessions scheduled over the next two weeks, but senators are privately discussing the shape of the next coronavirus relief package. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas says the biggest issue with the agriculture provisions is how the USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation Authority is replenished. Roberts says he thinks it would be a mistake to restrict how Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue can distribute the next round of coronavirus aid to producers. That position puts Roberts at odds with House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota. The president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, Zippy Duvall, agrees with Roberts. Imposing restrictions on how CCC funding can be used, quote, slows the process down, Duvall said in an AgriPulse open mic interview. Appropriators prioritize high-speed Internet. This week, the House Appropriations Committee will start moving the first spending bills for fiscal 21 which starts October 1st. The Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee will meet this evening to vote on its FY21 bill, which covers USDA, FDA, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. The full Appropriations Committee will debate amendments to the Agriculture Bill on Thursday. The draft bill released on set yesterday would provide more than a billion dollars to USDA for rural broadband expansion in FY21, a $435 million increase over this year's funding level. The bill also earmarks $3.3 billion for agriculture research. That's a $90 million increase over 2020. There are also provisions to facilitate hemp production. EPA reportedly delaying 2021 RVOs. Normally at this time of year, we would have in hand EPA's proposed ethanol usage mandates or renewable volume obligations for the following year. But Reuters reports EPA has indefinitely delayed releasing the 2021 proposal. If that report is accurate, EPA may intend to sit on the proposal until after the election. That according to analysts with Clearview Partners. Doing so also would allow EPA to put off issuing small refinery exemptions until after the election, the analysts say. Such a delay could avoid complicating Republican prospects in the critical state of Iowa. Trump needs to win that state and Republican chances of keeping control of the Senate also could hinge on Iowa Senator Joni Ernst's re-election bid. If Trump loses, it will be difficult to finish writing the 2021 proposed rule before he leaves office in January 21. But the analysts say EPA, quote, could still choose to issue SREs after the election. Unions question USDA reopening. Unions representing some USDA employees are questioning the department's plans to enter Phase 3 of reopening starting today. 
in draft guidelines for reopening and transitioning to normal operations dated June 29th. The management of the Economic Research Service says that in Stage 1, that was July 6th to 17th of Phase 3, employees may return to the workplace one day per week on their designated workday. Although employees are not required to report to the office during Stage 1, it is highly encouraged for employees to test commuting and public transportation options, the guidelines say. Laura Dodson, acting vice president of AFGE Local 3403, which represents ERS employees, says workers are demanding that the agency, quote, mitigate the risk of aerosol transmission of COVID-19 to the workplace and are asking how the HVAC system will be modified to, quote, comply with CDC guidance on air exchanges. USDA has not responded to questions about the ERS locals' demands. According to the Federal News Network, the National Treasury Employees Union chapter representing 400 employees of the Food and Nutrition Service also has expressed reservations about requiring employees to report back to the agency's Alexandria, Virginia offices. A Federal News Network survey conducted in June found 75% of federal workers in the D.C. area had some level of discomfort with returning to work. New proposal could expand meat processing options. A new bipartisan bill that has support from livestock groups and some consumer advocates could help small meat processing get up to federal inspection standards. Under current law, most state-inspected meat processors can't sell products across state lines. The only exceptions are for plants located in seven states that participate in the USDA's Cooperative Interstate Shipment Program. The new bill, called the Ramp-Up Act, would authorize federal grants to enable processors to move from state to USDA inspection. The bill's sponsors include House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson and former committee chair Frank Lucas of Oklahoma. In the face of the novel coronavirus pandemic, expanding the ability of meat processors across the country to effectively fulfill consumer demand is critical, said Barb Glenn, CEO of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture. Keep in mind, helping small plants move to federal inspection gets around the objections that consumer groups Federally inspected packers and groups such as the National Pork Producers Council have raised with proposals to allow state-inspected processors to sell across state lines. Brian Ronholm, the director of food policy for Consumer Reports, says the bill represents a, quote, suitable approach in expanding capacity during times of food supply disruptions. Mexican cotton suffers from government's anti-GMO stance. Mexico's refusal for two years to approve new biotech traits, as well as a more recent ban on glyphosate, is hitting Mexican cotton farmers hard. That according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Mexican farmers are expected to harvest about 38% less cotton this year, producing just over a million bales. Just last month, the Mexican Secretariat of Environment and Natural Resources rejected 19 applications to plant new biotech cottonseed. 
That was a major blow to farmers, according to FAS officials stationed in Mexico City. The permit rejections will have significant ramifications for cotton planting in Mexico as producers have access to very few outdated GE seed varieties, which are not compatible in all growing areas and result in poor yields and ineffective pest protection, the officials write. Here's today's She Said It. During the coronavirus pandemic, we've seen how disruptions in just a few meat and poultry facilities can create ripple effects throughout the entire supply chain. We must shift towards a more diversified and resilient processing model. That represented Shelley Pinkery of Maine. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, July 6th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.